Calling all killers, this is the Kings of Kill podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Together we are the Kings of Kill, bringing to you the show dedicated to all things horror. And this week, we're saying thanks to all the dads around the world in a Father's Day special of the Kings of Kill podcast. Steven, will you please tell our killer fans what we're talking about today? We are talking about Father's Day from 2011. Day. That's right. We're not talking about Billy Crystal from 97. No, no, no. <laughs> We're talking about a trauma watch film. watch that too. <laughs> um, but before we get started, folks, if you want to request an episode of the Kings of Kill podcast, easy. Head on over to kingsofkill.com, our official website. While you're there, check out our movies, our merch, and so much more. That's kingsofkill.com. Now, let's share some scares. Let's count some kills. Let's talk about Father's Day. Astron 6 production came out in 2011, filmed in Canada. Um, a trauma film. For those of you that aren't savvy with trauma, check out our Mother's Day special. Also on kingsofkill.com. Everything you need to know <laughs> is on that Mother's Day special. Um, so when uh, uh, we've missed a lot of holidays here at the Kings Kill Podcast because we get distracted, honestly. Easily. We have a lot of requests. We love them all. Uh, but we get lost in the weeds a little bit sometimes. We're trying to get better these holidays. So we covered Mother's Day. Awesome. We got Father's Day now. We found this film. I didn't even know what we were getting into. I just saw a Father's Day special. Oh, boy. This one was a goddamn doozy. But what do you expect by Lloyd Kaufman? For those of you who don't know, how would you describe Lloyd Kaufman for the uninitiated there, Stephen? Um... The smartest man in a straitjacket. <laughs> well, well spoken, well spoken. He's the creator of trauma. Uh, he does not give a shit about censorship. He is a the strongest advocate for independent art I've ever heard of. To be honest, he's a mad scientist, is what he is. He he has. I don't know how to describe them. Uh, zero fucks you really, given. You really know. <laughs> you don't know what you're going into for every film. Like Tarantino, you're like, okay, there's gonna be pretty gory scenes, but a lot of dialogue, yeah. but beautiful yeah. shots and everything. Troma, it's like you, you can't really like Spielberg. You're like, oh, family film. If but... <laughs> I could just like freeze frame your face with your arms up, with your head sideways, that would just be that'd be perfect. Um, so it came out in 2011, first release in festivals. Didn't come, uh, it's full worldwide release. Didn't come out until like 2014. Oddly enough, they shaved off two minutes of the film. You would think for like, to make it more user-friendly. No, it's just to make it a, tight, a tighter, more editing uh, oh, run. They made, this, they made this film with only $10,000. Gotta give support. Gotta give love to your indie artists out there. Thank you so much. Keep making crazy movies like these. We absolutely love it. If you want to support independent horror and the king's kill podcast at the same time easy head over to kingskill.com you can check out the movie that we're talking about um astron six uh, a little indie studio made it they're famous for doing really low budget uh films some of their groups spread away to work on larger projects but they're they're people that just absolutely love what they do um uh, adam brooks who plays our lead protagonist i guess you could say uh, ahab he co-wrote co-directed this film also <laughs> who co-directed this film is uh, Matt Kennedy 
who plays Father John in this film. He also co-directed this. This is a hodgepodge of love. It's what it is. A lot of people work together to make this crazy fiasco. Something crazy about this and something that Lloyd Kaufman goes nuts about all the time is that he says anybody can make a movie. You have a phone. You have a camera. Just shoot. Start shooting. The problem is they made this on a $10,000 budget. It costs $250,000 to promote and sell the movie. Jesus. What I mean by sell the movie um, is when studios finally make a movie, even if it's complete, they have to convince the studio to take this, to distribute it. Well, that's where Troma steps in. They distribute a lot of their own films. And making DVDs, which Kaufman is a huge advocate of, he wants hard media, um, which I've got some love for that. i got a soft spot for that, you know? Um, I was having a conversation with somebody about how I miss VHS cassettes. I know the quality shit. I know it's not as good, but I want that grainy. I want that texture, you know? I want to hold that cassette in my hand. Something about VHS cassettes to me, you're nostalgic. What about you? Um, completely agree. It's like listening to a vinyl versus a CD for an album. Um, everybody prefers prefers uh, vinyl because it sounds better, which does, than a burned CD that you give me of like now five or something. But like having a VHS, <laughs> um, I just it's it's the. Please send your copies of Now 5 to the Kings of Hill P.O. Box. <laughs> now 5 was the best one. Um, I'm really concerned that why you know that. <laughs> what are we at, like, Now 38 now? What are we even uh, at? 79. Are there still Nows? Are you kidding me? When I went to me? Reno, now we had this discussion, and 5 was actually the number one. It went, like, four or five-time platinum. I looked up all this history. <laughs> now that's what I call music. Um, Speaking of Reno, you were in Reno for a bachelor's party. This, yeah, this guy happens. sends this guy sends me a picture very late at night, and I was like, "Oh God, what kind of crazy strip reaction am I going to see?" You know what it is? It's a picture of his feet. He's laying down. He's watching a movie in his hotel room all alone. <laughs> I was watching Save a Private Ryan, which I watched <laughs> twice that trip, and Forrest Gump twice. Because it was just always on when we came back to the hotel. And everyone's taking, you know, shots. We're all getting crazy. And I'm just sitting on the couch, me and my friends, like, just watching the same Brian Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, Reno was crazy. Um, I can't go too much into detail what happened. But all right, safe. Honor Among Thieves. Casino was cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to Reno. In, I got a car. I put a dollar in, I got a car. I felt like Rusty from Vegas Vacation. I sat down at a slot machine, hit it, 90 bucks. Everybody went to the bathroom, and I was like, I don't need to go, so I'm going to sit here. Put five bucks in, boom, 120. And I was like, I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. Slots are cool. That's awesome, man. You had that You had that luck. Lady Luck was on your side. That's yeah. awesome. I'm going to Reno. For work here next week. Don't worry, we're still delivering the show every single Thursday. We drop a brand new episode. Kings Kill Podcast hasn't stopped that tradition since we launched in Halloween. Uh, you keep listening, we'll keep delivering, folks. We appreciate you along for the ride. So, Father's Day. Now, the general synopsis is there is a demonic serial killer who is attacking fathers in the worst way. The worst way. The way. The hard R way. You have, 
listen. <laughs> we, we have a couple traditions here at the Kings Guild podcast that we're developing. One is to cover insane films that people just have not heard of. Um, mostly thanks to some amazing requests from our killer fans. We appreciate it. Keep it coming. And also to talk about, to try and explain awful things here on air. It's amazing we don't have sponsors. Let's just say a hard R. Remember hard R. Honor where like they found that guy or like in, I can't explain it. Um, forcibly. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Hold on. We'll a get into it. Forci- you, listen, this is how the Kings of Kill say happy Father's Day. <laughs> you've been warned. If you've seen the Mother's Day special, you know all about it. All right, let's get into it. It starts off in kind of a really charming way. It starts off in this like 80s TV station kind of vibe, right? It's like uh, you turn the film on and it's almost like your broadcast is being interrupted. It's time for your midnight movie. I yeah, thought it was kind of fun. Cool. It was, it was yeah, like, uh, I, yeah. 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 I really liked it. It, it just, uh, it, it reminded me because like when I was a kid, like I saw most of, most of the films by staying up way too late, like peeking through the hallway to check out these mm-hmm. movies that I shouldn't be watching, you know? Uh, so I love that. Right again, we get Lloyd Kaufman's involvement. We see the Troma uh, uh, logo pop up. Already you know you're in for a wild ride. The first scene starts off. Until we I, didn't, I didn't either. I didn't know anything about this film. Have you seen this before? I have not. I haven't even heard of it, but I've seen the cover, but I don't know. I, I didn't know it was uh, is Lloyd. That brother, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know it was one of those movies, and it was a real treat. You look, you're just looking terrified. <laughs> um, yeah, what's funny is this has become our bread and butter here on the show. Are doing these absolutely ridiculous films. So you've been warned. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Let's get into it. Opening shot, right? You have a hotel and you see a bed shake, and you're thinking, okay, well, weird. We got a B movie. I wonder where it started. No. It's not starting off naughty. No. It goes right into a Saw hostile style dismemberment scene. You have a large, overweight, Gacy-esque looking murderer, right? He's got the glasses. He's got that Gacy vibe to me. He's Don Vito to me. Don Vito, very good, very good. Uh, uh, speaking of Don Vito, really hope Bam Margera is getting some help. Uh, I got a lot, of, a lot of love for that guy. And yeah, that whole situation's uh, uh, yikes. Well, if, if, so Jackass, the next Jackass is coming out. Um, those guys have been through hell and back. Uh, Steve-O, who has an excellent podcast, completely turned his life around, um, and uh, he's doing great. He's extremely articulate. He's savvy. He's really entertaining. He's just he just seems like a genuinely fun guy to be around. Yeah. And he did he, he went through a lot of trials and tribulations to turn his life around and, and get clean. Now now Bam Margera, uh, another member of Jackass, has uh, has struggled with some things before and it's 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 coming it's coming to light. And I know Steve was trying to help him. I know Johnny Knox was trying to help him. I think there's like a restraining order against the director right now, so I'm not sure if he's yeah. even gonna be in the new film, but uh, they all want the best for him, and, and, and you know, so yeah, they, they um, tried to get him help, and he started doing death threats because it was torture. 
I mean, it probably, I mean, that is torture, but like, they're just trying to help. When you're dealing with, when you're dealing with a, a cocktail sad. of prescription pills that may or may not be working, whatever other substances, such as alcohol, that may or may not be helping for sure, and some imbalances and, and just difficulties. You know, mental health is, is a tricky, hard, difficult thing. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure he's a big fan of the show. Uh, bam. <laughs> Uh, I just we Bam, wish you the best. Get you know? better. Bam, get better. <laughs> no, we uh, um, it's it's just tough seeing people. Um, we grew up with them pretty much. Yeah, it seems like we, we kind of did. Guys, like they're our buddies. Pretty much, it's, like uh, we, we grew up with those guys. Everyone did. Uh, Steve-O's become a, a phenomenal uh, a presence. Um, in the world of podcasts, and he deserves every everything that's ever been given to him. And I'm really glad he's mentally and physically and emotionally doing very well. Yeah. Um, and and hopefully, hopefully, Bam can get some love, um, or, or can accept the love that he's being thrown at, you know, and uh, and improve. So I don't know, just uh, just my two cents, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's that, difficult. Yeah, that's that's why I think the serial killer and stuff was like Don Vito. Yeah, he he looks. <laughs> it reminded me of Don Vito. So go on. <laughs> I loved that rant so goddamn. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. No, that Damn. was great. News for the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the film. So we're looking. Uh, so, so Don Vito is is. Uh, oh, I think he passed. Vito. I think he passed away. So R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Don Gacy Vito. Oh boy. Uh, is okay. uh, there's our first look like we got lots more. Don't worry. Um. He's a, uh, you and your Harriet, god damn it, your fancy water. Just drink water, my guy. What? This one's got a little spice to it, spice water. Steven, <laughs> Steven's obsessed with sparkling water. Can you pull it up to the camera, or, or to the, uh, um, um, yeah, now bring it up to, can you open it and bring it up to your microphone to get a little ASMR action going on? I just want the people to know. Wait. God, I can't even fucking get the sass. I can't do ASMR, fucker. What are you doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, oh, damn it, it's not working. Oh, that's tasty. That's bubbles. <laughs> Touch my dog. <laughs> Those of you who have We're stayed so through the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's 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 focus. I'm so sorry. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you all. I promise. Uh, let's uh, let's get back to it. Uh, we're just children playing with audio video equipment. We shouldn't be allowed to do this. You see in you see in Don Vito, and he is ripping a man to pieces. That's a segue for you. He's he's sawing him up. He's he's reaching inside of his body. It's it's bad. And then we get broken in. Here comes trauma. Here comes all of it. What we see is decapitated necrophilic fellatio. And it's gnarly. Like, very this is, graphic. This is very graphic. <laughs> um, it's, it's terrible. The guy cuts his head off and is using it as a toy. Yeah, it's like... Um... You know what? I can't even name that killer. That's, He's really tall. I don't know. That's uh, the tall guy. 
The, the tall one. The one that's oh, about oh. the Manhunt so, show on Netflix. Uh, fuck it. Is it just about one killer? Or is that, it's about several, isn't it's it? A, the first, well, they talked to Kemper. Kemper, that's his name. Last name's Kemper. Kind of looks like your dad. Um, Ed, wow. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper, that's his name. Ed Kemper. Boom. Um, what? What he's doing in this scene is exactly what he did, Ed Kemper did to his mom in real life. Oh my god. Yeah, no, his story's crazy. Man, this is a real fun episode so far. We're, yeah, we're, we're like really? 30 seconds into the movie. We're 15 minutes keep it into up, the podcast. I like maybe. it. No, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. <laughs> um, one thing I really like about, about this, besides the very graphic imagery, is that you get what looks like celluloid damage on the screen, you know? When you watch an old film that's been restored, you get the bubbles, the lines, the shrieks, uh, the fade. Oh, yeah, the I burn, really like that. Burn yeah, edges I, and all that really throughout that. the film. At first, it was yeah. a little bothering because it was a little too much. But then I just totally forgot about it. And at the end of the movie, I was like, shit, that was going the entire time. Like Some scenes effects. they forgot. There's a bit of edit. There's, there's, True. there's some edits that don't quite keep it all the way through streamlined. Uh, but it, it's, it, I, I liked it. It added some nice effect. Uh, then there's a manhunt coming on. You get this guy in this leather duster chasing after this perpetrator. He dives out the window. He's chasing after him in the hallway. There's a car chase scene. It's edited so slow and poorly, and there's this cheesy music. It doesn't match what's going on at all. Oh, not at all. It's like the Benny and then Hill theme. Finally, then you finally get... You finally, and this is only ten seconds, by the way. We're 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 butchering this so far. You finally get uh, uh, this guy in the duster with an eye patch and crazy hair, gun barrel right to the head. Opening line: "Happy Father's Day." He speaks like that the entire, the so entire good. movie. Oh, yeah, the killer's <laughs> last the name is Fuckman, movie. right? Chris Fuckman. That's right. Just had to say that. And that's Just to make uh, sure I'm not right. We didn't mess up anybody's last name. <laughs> so far, yeah, yeah. So so far, Adam Brooks plays uh, is not only the director co-writer of this film, uh, but he plays the main protagonist who we just mentioned, who speaks like that. He's got an eye patch, leather duster. His name is Ahab. Um, he's you know the captain of the movie, I guess. Um, so then the the camera switches and we meet Twink. Not exactly a subtle name. We meet an effeminate man who enjoys the company of other men, and they call him Twink, as in, that's his actual name. Yeah. Now, he... I don't know if you could tell, this is not a very accepting <laughs> or emotionally savvy film. Um, we meet Twink, who is a troubled young being, um, and he is being interviewed by our detective. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Let me derail Twink? this real quick. Yeah. Twink reminds me of Bill Paxton's character in Terminator 1. Does he really? Why? Just to look, because he's a punk. Like, he, he's like all in a punk outfit and everything. Twink is in a punk, not the feminist part or whatever you said. Um, he's not a feminist. He's... Whatever words you said that threw me off. Um, 
He just remi- I just <laughs> I saw Bill Paxton for some reason, a young punk dude that was just whatever. <laughs> so we have a uh, uh, Twink Bill Paxton <laughs> Bill the in the Twink film Paxton. now. And do you know what? Oh God, this is awful. <laughs> and this do you know? It's going to be a rough one. Yeah, uh, you've all been warned. I don't know. This is the show, folks. This is what we do here. Um, we do it so you don't have to. <laughs> but if you want to, kingsguild.com, you can check the movie for yourself. The Detective. Have you... So you you know the famous wrestler Sting, right? Oh, yeah. Black leather duster, white and black makeup, right? Probably the staple Jeff of Russell, the baseball 90s. bat. Yeah, right? Epic. Have you ever seen him without makeup? Childhood. You ever seen him without makeup? Yeah. That's the detective. Once. Is that really, is that him, man? No, it's not actually him, but it looks exactly Oh, fuck. Like okay, it. yeah. No, okay, exactly. yeah. I got you that one. You get that one. I can, uh, I'm going to put a scoreboard. Do, do you see it? I'll pull it up <laughs> if you don't. I, I Yeah. So imagine Sting without makeup. And so we've got Bill Paxton <laughs> as Twink. We've got Don Vito as uh, as Fuckman, the serial killer. My God. And we've and we've got Detective Sting. <laughs> All right. So fathers are dying around this this neighborhood. This happens kind of cyclically, right? And fathers aren't aren't just dying; they're being sodomized and beaten and tortured before they go by this Fuckman character. And Detective Sting is interviewing not Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Twinkie. To see if he knows it, to see if he knows anything about it. Yeah, Twinkie. Yeah, yeah. I like Twinkie a lot better than Twink. Twink's a, Twinkie's a bit more kind. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton, if you're listening, because I know you're a big fan. Um, <laughs> do you like being called Twinkie? I just want to know. Maybe. Bill Paxton is definitely not listening. <laughs> <laughs> right now, perhaps nobody's listening. <laughs> At this point, I'll be surprised. As we're being removed from Spotify as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Father's dying left left and right. Um, he's in a bit of a trouble. So he gets he's, he keeps getting in trouble for, for hooking around town is, is what, what Twink keeps getting in trouble for. Uh, keeps soliciting his body uh, for money. Um, anyway, so his, Twink's father comes picks him up from the jail. And he, he's dressed like a pretty typical... 80s dad yeah right i mean he's got the glasses he's got imagine 80 any 80s rom-com tweeny movie and like that's a dad he's got a dad (laughs) he's got a gray like tweed jacket he's got he's got giant glasses i'm describing myself going to work (laughs) 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 i just realized um and he's kind of mad at his son for, you know, always getting in trouble. And he says something terrible. So we find out through dialogue that the Twink's mother offed herself, unfortunately, before. And it's been really rough on the family. Well, they're arguing and his dad tells Twink, the smartest thing your mother ever did was get away from you. Which every boy wants to hear from their dad. <laughs> every boy. Every, every young boy. Um, God, this poor bastard. So now, and then it jumps to a scene about Twink uh, trying to jump some guy by offering him a blowjob. 
in an alley. Yeah, and he tries to take his wallet. Unrelated. His wallet. Unrelated. Doesn't even matter. This has nothing to do that with the story. Scene didn't doesn't, matter. Really. Doesn't help. Half the movie doesn't matter. The True. movie's about an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes. It could have been 35 easy and been really clean. Well, it but wasn't no, no, short, no. and then they made it into a feature film. Kind of like Kung Fury and... You can kind of tell because the first the first 35 minutes are pretty strong in this film. They they really make sense. Then things go off No, then the, the ending loses you like you're watching Jennifer Lopez in The Cell or something. Like, wow. I was so <laughs> excited to watch The Cell. I, I went on like a roller coaster, and it just it never came back to the station. It's just off the damn rails. Like, oh yeah, it uh, just you're, you go like an hour twenty in, I think, and then you're just the like cell, the cell took off like ET on the bike. They were just gone, flying to the moon. <laughs> you Vince Vaughn's in that movie. He is in that movie. Vince Vaughn's in a lot more Every films time... than you than you can remember. Yeah. He is he's in, becoming a he's that psycho. Guy. He's Norman yeah. Bates. He's, be, like, he's becoming a that guy. Yeah, he's in a lot more things. Movie, turn than it on. Thought oh, he was. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, cuts another scene. This movie jumps fast. Very fast. More than us getting distracted, but it actually makes sense for this movie because it's hard to go and just. I sat this here watching movie, it like, where, 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 what scene is this? Like, yeah, this movie is like trying to keep up with the show. So for all of uh, our killer fans, listen, we appreciate you so much. We're gonna keep saying that because this is a wild ride. Twink's father gets trapped in his own house. He gets sodomized by Fuckman, and you see it. This is this ain't rated R. This is this is X. You you see some stuff in this film. A wiener. Lots. Lots of that. <laughs> he then... The look you just... <laughs> what? The look is like, son, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> and then you look like you were reading a newspaper, and I just came down the stairs and said, wiener. And then you just put down the paper halfway, and then look at me seriously. <laughs> and go this back is... to reading. I mean, this is our Father's Day special. I got to act kind of fatherly towards you, right? I got... True, true. True. Um, damn it, son. <laughs> um, so he gets attacked, uh, and then he just lays there on the floor. Now, obviously, I can't even imagine how devastatingly insane that predicament must be, but he doesn't move or go anywhere. The killer's in the house on top of him, Gets off and he just lays on the floor. He then comes back, soaks him in, in gas, puts a tie in his mouth, lights him on fire. Then for some reason, Twink is just out on the street, sees his whole house catch a blaze. Yeah. He watches that's... his father die, and then it cuts from him, from Twink watching on the street, to his dad being burned alive in the backyard with no one else there. Yeah, and that girl shoots him. Is that that part? Yeah, his house is on later. fire, and like later, later he gets shot later. What? Yeah, he gets shot later. Um, Shit. So then he gets arrested again, and detectives like Detective Sting is like Bill Paxton. Listen, you're doing some weird stuff. Why'd your dad burn? He's like, I'm kind of upset right now. I don't think this is my fault. Do you? He then says, You know what you need? 
a priest in your life. <laughs> in comes Father John Sullivan, who was assigned by who was assigned assigned by Detective Sting to watch over Bill Paxton, uh, played by Matt Kennedy, who's a co-writer, co-director of the film. He looks Father John Sullivan looks just like comedian Mark Norman. I don't even know who that is. Do you want to? I'm looking at it. Holy shit. Go, yeah. He definitely yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Good call. <laughs> For those of you playing along at home, feel free to check this show out, kingsguild.com. All these references will make sense. I promise you. So Father John is like, hey, listen, Twinkie Bill Paxton, um, I need to hang out with you to save your soul. I don't really know how this works. I don't understand. It's just an excuse to get a clergyman in there, honestly. It doesn't make any sense. He then, Bill Paxton freaks out and says, hey, listen, bud, I don't know you. I don't need this shit. Get out of my life. And uh, um, Brother John says, you, you do need me. I can help. Consider me like a brother. And uh, Bill Paxton responds, have you ever seen your dad burn? Because that's what I'm going through. Brother John responds, well, I have studied crucifixion, and that was kind of bad. So <laughs> that does all not help the situation. Oh, from now on. So all the terrible things we're saying, by the way, tons of foul language, tons of terrible things. Literally, you see people get ruined on camera, but in respect to the cloth, in respect to the clergyman, in respect to Father John, no one says goddamn for the rest of the, sh for the show. Everyone says GD all the time. Yeah, and he also said, he goes like, gosh darn it. And then he's like, <laughs> he says something like, great, now I gotta go home and three Hail Marys. <laughs> he just gets so pissed. I love it when he he covers his mouth whenever he swears. He said he swore Christ one uh, one yeah. time. His name in vain, and he freaks out. It's like Christ. Uh, so then, then it cuts to uh, pretty much Father John's boss. Like he's like a high priest. I don't know if he's a cardinal or a deacon or a bishop. I don't know. Anyways, but he's he's above stature, you know, in the clergy. It's it's clearly you know where it's it's like a Catholic structure going on here and we meet father o'flynn who's on his deathbed now father o'flynn is yeah, supposed to be a blind clergyman on his deathbed how was he blind Stephen? honestly i didn't catch that to be completely honest i laughed his when i first saw him eyes. because were painted white. Okay, that makes sense because yeah, his eyes. I was gonna say his eyes look painted white and almost like Tarantino in the cam when he's a cameo in Little Nicky as that priest when he's like, "You're all gonna burn in hell." I was laughing no, at that and didn't no, catch any no. dialogue. He's supposed to be blind, so what they do is they force contacts on this guy, and you can literally see paint strokes in the contacts. They just painted out giant white circles like bright white i'm talking like you ever seen regis philbin host who wants to be a millionaire his teeth that white <laughs> they glow in the dark white now not only are movie contacts extremely painful because they don't just go on like normal contacts they take over like 
half of your eye, man. They're huge. They go inside your eyelid. They're very irritating. But oh, literally, wow. they just painted giant white circles on this poor actor just to show that he's blind. And he's warning about Fuckman and the dangers of Fuckman. Chris Fuckman is evil. He is deadly. He's demonic. He's just warning about how terrible this thing is. And they need Ahab. Ahab is someone who has battled Fuckman before, and they need him back. Ahab's been in the woods making syrup in seclusion for 10 years. Why? Don't know. Just been making maple syrup by himself. Father John then decides it's time to go on a journey, a perilous journey, to find Ahab. So then, two seconds later, he's just in the woods on a nice bright day, except his his clothes are tattered. He's half naked now from his journey, I guess, on foot, like Batman Begins style. Yeah, dude. I... <laughs> to a nice, comfortable cabin in the woods like that's fully furnished and stuff. We then meet Ahab, who is the same character from the intro, who's literally dressed like Blade from the comics. Before Blade was cool in the movies, he wore just a giant brown leather duster, and it looked terrible. Yeah, kind of like... Um... Constantine. Yeah. Didn't look cool at all. Like, he definitely wasn't Keanu Reeves. I love how <laughs> Keanu Reeves just decided, like, after Point Break, that he's just going to wear a suit every film. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shit. Doesn't look bad at John Wick. Doesn't badass. look bad at all. So, Ahab's first line in this film to Father John um, is <laughs> he's got all these like all this like taxidermy stuff all around the walls a lot of wolves especially for whatever reason and he says oh, it's Native Amer- he says it's Native American folklore the wolf is called the night listener they're also blind you're a pin drop in the forest and uh and Father John says, I'm pretty sure none of that's true. And Ahab's like, <laughs> get out. <laughs> that's our intro. He's then, we see him throwing axes at trees. He's trying to get uh, uh, maple. He's trying to like like extract sap or however it's done. I don't know. But it's not by throwing axes at trees, especially trees that are so, so skinny. <laughs> they're, they're about like the size of this cup. This cup, by the way, that I'm coffee holding. Mug. Coffee mug. Available at kingskill.com. You should check it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he decides to suit up and go and help Fuckman. They head back. It's literally every scene is jumping, jumping, jumping. Now, he has to, uh, he has to go find his sister, who's become a stripper. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and the, the I like the strip club name, Low Life. It's pretty good. Is that what it's called? <laughs> nice. That's what it's nice called, catch. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so he, he's looking for Chelsea. He gets in there. There's some squeeze he had before. He, he's like, hey, I'm looking for Chelsea. And everyone's like, hey, just go to the office. There's no bouncers there at all for some reason. He goes into a door marked office, opens the door and says, hey, Mary. She rudely 
is like offended and says, "It's Lady Mary, get a right." I'm so, I'm so sorry. As where Chelsea is, it's another wasted scene. He literally says he wants. He tells Mary he wants to save his sister before she has to deal. This is another quote with the business end of a coat hanger. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I should not laugh that hard. God, Min does not pull any punches. This is so, so rough. Um, so then his sister's dancing on stage. He's enjoying it way too much. This is his sister. So that, yeah, Please remember this. And, Please yeah. remember this. There's like... There's like moans overlapped on the audio for some reason as she's on stage. I don't know why this is getting so pornographic. Doesn't make any sense. He then goes to the back room, beats up the bodyguard, the one bodyguard there who was in the back, not anywhere in the front. No one's in the back. It doesn't make and any he, sense. And he asks where Chelsea is, and someone, <laughs> and someone literally says, "Who the fuck wants to know?" And this stripper pulls out a chainsaw out of nowhere, Limp Biscuit style. Dude, what? What? <laughs> um, yeah, that really threw me off. And I was like, this is definitely a Grindhouse movie now that it has a oh, chainsaw. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. official, right? Uh, so then we learned that these people, uh, Chelsea and Ahab, they were separated at birth. Not at birth, they were separated when they were young, young siblings and then forced to go to be raised in separate Catholic churches. What? Dude, I don't know. What it's, use system it, is this? Everything is so all over the place, but you know what? It's all entertaining. Even though how... I can't say bad, because it wasn't terrible. But it's bad on purpose, though. This is exactly. extremely tongue-in-cheek. They it's know all, what they're it's doing. like they... I think it, it's Machete or maybe Death Proof. It's one of the newer Grindhouse films where it's like... There's scenes, and then it just cuts out an entire scene to, like, them in a different area. And it's on purpose. Uh, Planet Terror did that. Planet Terror. Planet Terror? Terror? Okay. Okay, so Planet Terror, to me, I love that Grand House feature that came out. Planet Terror was vastly superior to Death Proof. Thoughts? That's... Death Death Proof wasn't bad. Are you calling it right now? Just like that. No I defense, love Death Proof way more than Planet Terror, but I do love Planet Terror, so it's probably going to be one of those cockfights that would be like, no, I see your point. It's so good. But... Oh, so everyone's going to vote for your side? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Last I cockfight, think that I... you would win that one, because everybody loves Planet Terror a little more, because Death Proof is just slow, but I liked it. If if we do yeah. a cockfight on that, it would be I did love which it. movie I, was superior. I did I did like Death Proof, but for me, Planetary was way better. That should be another cockfight. I think from now on, since we've had our first cockfight, if it's your first time listening, it's just when me and Steven absolutely oppose ideas on a film and we kind of hammer it out and then see what you think. We devote an episode to it. Um, uh, we have a debate, and then we leave it up to you, our killer fans, to vote and decide who's the winner. Steven is the winner, the reigning, defending champion of the cockfight. Um, props to you because uh, uh, you kindly voted. 
even though he literally succeeded to every single point that I made. But that is okay. But from now on, I think we should do that. Like, we have a few more cockfights to go through, and we'll definitely get into them. But I think we just need to do that from now on. Like, when we, when something comes up, you just yell cockfight, and that counts. It's time for another episode. Sound good? Good. you got to pick the next one. I do still need to pick one. It, it, you got to think of it. So oh, I've got you. I've got, <laughs> I got some coming for you. Uh, we got some requests to get through first, but we'll we'll get there. Don't you worry. Um, so he gets Chelsea out of the strip club, and before they hang out for some reason, um, like Chelsea just decides to leave without her brother. It's been long lost and estranged. Yeah, they're it's, like, hi, bye, and then she was gone. He's thinking of going home. She goes out in the back alley, and then they meet Twink, who's just been wandering the streets crying about his dad, which I get. You would be really upset, but why are you just walking outside yeah. the strip club? And they're all friends. They all know each other. Yeah, you know Twink what? and his friend you know what? Uh, Walnut. Walnut. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a goddamn Walnut. Oh, God. Um, so they go over to Chelsea's house uh, to kind of... Uh, I mean, Twink just needs the shoulder to cry on, really. And Walnut's talking about he just impregnated somebody. He isn't too happy about it. Now, Walnut's kind of an asshole. He's a piece of shit character, right? He's yes. the one that's, that's, that's tricking out Twink, really, you know? And upon admitting this, well, the power gets cut, and the demonic Chris Fuckman breaks in because now he's a father. And that's the whole premise. Fathers get punished by this demonic entity, this Don Vito Gacy killer. He attacks Walnut, takes his pants off, and bites his dick off. It's Everything not subtle. That. They don't shoot away. They just show you <laughs> him chowing down. Fuckman You're... is hungry. That no. is that is going to be repeated and dumb. <laughs> that is going to become a meme. That, whatever <laughs> voice you just did, is going to become a thing that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And you goddamn well deserve it. Yeah, well... <laughs> they escape because Chelsea decides to like fire at him and literally how she fires she pulls a pistol and starts hopping as she shoots don't y'all fired a weapon before not the best aiming tactic <laughs> why are you skipping I like how he comes back as a demon or whatever like a little ghost or whatever the f whatever he is and he gets scared by guns no, like don't he, try to he gets, it's he just gonna hurt off. He's it's like, just no. going to hurt. <laughs> they somehow survive because uh, um, Ahab gets there in the nick of time. But for some reason, Twink thinks that Ahab is a 300-pound man with glasses. The slender man with crazy hair and an eye patch yeah. wearing a duster is confused with Don Vito. <laughs> and... Uh, and then they devise a master plan to uh, take out the demonic Chris Fuckman. Before we get into that master plan, we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
The Kings of Kill would like to thank each and every one of you, our killer fans. To show your appreciation for the work that we're doing here, the biggest thanks you can give us is to share this show with everyone you know. We're trying to grow, and we need your help. Also, please visit kingsofkill.com. That's our official website. There you'll find tons of things, like links to our social media, like on Instagram at Kings of Kill Podcast, Twitter at KKill Podcast, our email, kingsofkillpodcast at gmail. You'll find ways to donate to the show. You'll find our online store full of unique, one-of-a-kind merchandise you can get nowhere else. A whole hosted library of each and every one of the Kings of Kill podcast episodes, plus a curated collection of all the movies and games that we talk about here on the show. Please do us a huge favor. Keep us going strong. Head on over to kingsofkill.com today. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And we're back. Thank you all so much for joining us on this interesting way to say Happy Father's Day to all of our fans. Uh, we're talking about Father's Day 2011, a trauma picture. And uh, we just uh, uh, Chris Buckman bite Walnut Stick off. Yes. Very graphic. For those of you just, just joining into the show, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> Dicks are being bitten <laughs> off by a guy named Buckman. Uh, sounds... Can't explain it any better than that. Perfect. Um, now we have Chelsea and Ahab, brother and sister, team up with Twink and Father John, and they're forming an alliance to go hunt Buckman. You good? Where'd, yeah. where'd you go there? Sorry, my cat decided to like meow and then just look really mad at me and then just rolled into a ball. Now it looks like are you it's having, sleeping. It's pissed. Are you are you having a fight with your cat? Yeah. Every damn day Who I won? live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just agree with him, so he agrees, and then I just put it on Twitter and they agree with me. So I win all the fights. I'm sorry. You put your, your fights with your cat on Twitter? Yeah, all the time. I'm going to start doing that. All right, so yeah, back to back to the show because that makes sense. You're you're, <laughs> you're literally your cat fights on Twitter. Um, okay, this is a this is a segue, but this is driving me nuts. So Harley Quinn is is a DC series going on right now, and speaking of cat fights, there's a big. Uh, a lot of controversy going on because uh, in Harley Quinn there's a there's a sex scene. Yeah. Where Batman refuses to go down on either Catwoman or Harley Quinn. And this Catwoman. is because and this is because DC said that Batman doesn't do that. The bat doesn't I'm go big. downtown. Now I'm a he big. He doesn't go down Crime Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Batman, and I cannot picture the Dark Knight being a selfish lover. Can you He's come like, on? No. 
Was that your Batman? My that was best it? Conroy I could ever do. No, stop it. Stop it. No. Um, anyways, uh, that's that's so bad. <laughs> that was as bad as my Scooby-Doo. Oh, that, man. That, that's very useful information, though. I like that one. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I get it if he's wearing the cowl. That's just a safety, right? You could injure someone. Those horns are pointy. All right. True. But what if he was... I can't imagine... <laughs> what are you doing with your hands? <laughs> I know, I did this. Oh, my God. I'm, like, channeling energy. I know you... Hadouken's coming soon. You're going to throw a fireball? What is going on? <laughs> Um, anyways, Batman's the baddest damn superhero on the planet. There's no way he doesn't take care of his partners. No fucking way. Yeah, because he's just a human and doesn't have any superpowers, so he's got to be... Swear <laughs> to God. Was he going to have a gadget to do his work for that? <laughs> his utility belt? Bat toy? <laughs> oh, my he God. He just keeps it on this his is... bat belt just in case. I think I think we're we're doing a trauma of our own right now in this. <laughs> Kings of Kill presents Batman <laughs> After Dark. <laughs> oh man, I love that. <laughs> Crime Alley strikes again. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all of those listeners right now. That was great. I like Crime that. Alley strikes again. <laughs> I'm vengeance. <laughs> That was good. That was good. I'm love. <laughs> I go down. I don't down, go down. Downtown. <laughs> All right, back to this goddamn movie. Maybe that's um, why he hates Joker so much because he's like king of downtown. Maybe he's jealous. I don't. I don't think that's what that means. Oh. I think he's a crime lord, not. Not about he's not just strip club. he's not just slaying ladies left and right. I mean, Everyone has makeup smeared all over their dresses. You know Where were really you? Got those scars Nowhere. on his face. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you. <laughs> oh God, Lucky this they. is this has gone off the goddamn rails. Um, I blame it on this damn movie. So they make a pact to go after Fuckman. But then, secretly, Father John goes away. For s somehow, Father John's father is high priest or whatever. I know it's not called a high priest. I don't know what to call him. Uh, Fuckman kills him by removing his breathing tube. His eyes just shining bright white the whole time. They abandon Chelsea outside of like a bar or a strip club for no reason. It's too dangerous, they say. And then Chelsea, like, literally throws a notebook on the table saying, I'm the one that does all the research. They ha they've been together for five minutes. They don't know each other anymore. Like, yeah, it's what like are you the, talking about? Like they're looking research? up the, the, the information for killing that turkey and thanks killing. When they just looked at this books, is... and they're like, I'm sick of reading. And then they're like, oh, my God, we know everything about this in, like, a small <laughs> montage. It is. This is just like Thanksgiving. Also, we covered that for our Thanksgiving special. Also available on the website right now, kingskill.com. Gotta check it out. It's another fun one just like this. Um, make a pack. They abandoned Chelsea. Uh, Ahab and 
Bill Paxton, Twinkie, decided to go to Ahab's grave, which isn't really a grave. It's just a coffin filled with guns. Don't know why. He already had Sarah guns. Connor style. They also don't use these guns in the movie. They really don't, do they? No, no. I think they use one at the end. They unload all the weapons into one person in a crowded room of a bunch of other... It doesn't make sense. There's like, later on, there's a room full of people trying to kill Ahab. They unload fully automatic weapons into one of those people, and everyone else with swords they ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it, eh? They're, <laughs> they're hunting Fuckman down. Uh, the priest who passed away has warned everyone that this... It's not just Fuckman. It's a killer. It's a demon. It's an entity. It's not just this man. Um, there's Chelsea gets kidnapped. Um, there's a montage of just, like, rape and torture as cults chant, Hail the Fuck Manicus. Yeah. That's fun. Then, <laughs> uh, Father John, Ahab, and... Twink get back together. It's been 30 seconds. They're like, all right, glad we're reunited. No, they were never apart. This doesn't no. make any sense. Yeah. It, did, it, did, it makes zero sense in how when one fuckman dies, it leaves the body and possesses another body, I guess. But first, no but first someone has to... Like, literally, they have to conceive a child first. Yeah. How does the child How does the child get conceived in this one? Wieners. Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea gets possessed by the fuck Manicus, who is the demon controlling Chris Fuckman. Which is what they say, the most powerful fuckman ever. <laughs> this one's the real fuckman. All this right. one's the big daddy. This is one fucker of a fuckman right here. <laughs> Possesses Chelsea to come after Ahab, seduce him, which works. These two are siblings, brother and sister. Oh, yeah, it worked for sure. Um, they, they, the not even a little bit. I mean, they, it's like, it's two minutes long, a straight up porno. Yeah. Cinematic. Or like Cinemax After Dark, like Lord of the G Strings, or something. I mean, I don't know names or whatever, but <laughs> that's whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's midnight. What's free on Showtime? Oh shit! Click, click. <laughs> Still twelve years old. <laughs> I hope mom and dad are asleep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Change the channel real quick to like Nickelodeon, Gola Gola Island, or some shit. I was watching. Uh... Hold on. You went from, like, Bikini Strippers 85 to Gullah Gullah Island? They're playing at the same time? What cable system did you have? Dude, I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> I had LimeWire, all right? I download everything back in the day. Is LimeWire still a thing? It can't be. If Pirate Bay is no longer around, then LimeWire, Napster, I don't know. I have to... I have to Google it. Speaking of Pirate Bay, uh, this Ahab guy, 
for some reason, eye patch just kind of, if you have the right face, it kind of makes you look badass. I don't know why. Something about the, the eye patch makes you look more fierce. It really does. And it definitely looked like he didn't desert, like, go through anything to get that eye patch. Like, he just put it on. Buckman, like... in, a, in a montage, Buckman, like, sliced his eye and it opened yeah. up like a sack. Why? I don't know. I don't know. He, he wasn't a father. Eye, but there's no like wasn't... outer scar like over the like the whole yeah, eye no, patch. There's no... it, yeah. It's weird. And it's also like two inches out. Like a well, when you when like you uh, see it, when you see <laughs> when you see it, it's not a fucking football. <laughs> Why is that called a football? This a weird football? triangular shape. It's not a football. Anyways, uh, you can see in certain lights that there's like literally a hole through it. Like it looks. It looks like a like a lizard's eye. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't Anyways, there's some weird incestual stuff going on. It gets really oh, creepy. Yeah. We we find that Chelsea got kidnapped because uh Buckman broke into the horribly guarded strip club and just took on everyone. There's a chainsaw fight in it. For some reason the stripper wielding the chainsaw. Kill. Um, that, was that wasn't kill. bad, actually. Yeah, that wasn't bad, actually. basically curb stopped uh, her face into a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my um, favorite this is kill. Stuff, this is the stuff we excited on about this show. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was definitely the best kill right there. Um, the the guys, when they're searching for... Oh, no, they're looking for... So they know Chelsea's kidnapped. They're trying to find Fuckman. And in trying to find Fuckman, he is just driving behind them, ramming their car. There's only two vehicles on the road. The vehicles change color several times throughout the scene. They're hopping back and forth between the... This is the worst nonsensical car chase of all time. Dude, They're it's... looking for Fuckman, who's on the run. Fuckman is behind them, ramming their vehicle. Then they're side by side. Then they're jumping in between vehicles. Then the next cut is they're behind Fuckman's car. And he's... Ahab's trying to leap onto it. Nothing happens. They get away. They crash into, like, the only rock on the road. There's no one else on the road, and uh, Fuckman is impaled, or Ahab's impaled by rebar. Jump cut to the forest, because now the Jeep won't start. Ahab's dying. They're all tripping on berries, hallucinating about tigers in the sky. All of a sudden. Yeah, like, why did that happen? Ahab wakes up fine, miraculously healed back in the duster. Everyone else is naked, just dick swinging in the forest. I, what a turn of events. Yeah. <laughs> just, we then cut. It just happens. To a, we then cut to another montage of fuckmen holding Chelsea captive, torturing her, murdering people, sodomizing people, and uh, only fathers, mind you. He only attacks fathers. Why, I don't know. It then shows him shoot a syringe in his dick. Then slice it open. And then rub that blood onto Chelsea, who then collapses. I mean, if you're going to collapse any kind of woman, I would have done this. What? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? That's so painful looking. It's It, it was disturbing to watch. It literally Honestly, it was. creeped me out. It was. It made me feel so uneasy, so uncomfortable. Yeah, like any trauma film, but um, 
This, this is rough, man. This that, rough. that part right there, I was like, all right, how much time do I have left? <laughs> There's not, <laughs> not much. So then uh, Chelsea goes to the hospital, obviously. They're trying to figure out how to, how to, how to help. They know that Chelsea, was, Chelsea became possessed. Her and Ahab went at it. They're going to use that seed to create a baby. Ahab wakes up. The whole cult is trying to attack him. Plot twist. Detective Sting is a cult member. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't affect the story at all. They survive. Again, the trio, we have Twink, we have Father John, and we have Ahab. They decide they need to go to hell to recover Chelsea's possessed soul and stop the fuck Manicus himself. How do they can do that? A suicide pact. This is where the movie takes another turn. <laughs> As if it couldn't go any farther south. It does. They sh- I, uh, I don't know. This is this is graphic. This is heavy. Warning to everybody: this is not. This the whole episode is is just insane. Um, they they decide to commit suicide with a firearm. They all get sent to their own levels of hell. Father John winds up in heaven. Who is upset that he's in heaven? <laughs> yeah. He has <laughs> a gun in heaven and he's holding like an archangel hostage, asking where God is. He finds God down a cloud hallway. And it is Lloyd Kaufman himself wearing an all-white suit. Loved it. And and he's so chill. He's just like, hey, what's up? Relax, man. Everything's fine. He's eating an apple. He's not giving a shit. Who cares who you are? (laughs) No, this one's in heaven, right? He's in heaven now. And this is where I like. And so he basically jumps to hell. He just falls. What's in heaven? A, A shirtless dude that's like on piano. And he's just and a like, bunch of topless angels. That's it. Topless angels. Like, I guess I'll try to go to heaven, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I actually liked about this film, one thing that made, made a lot of sense is that um, Lloyd Kaufman playing God also played the devil. And he says something. I love that twist. Like, like what yeah, if? Yeah, that was cool. What if it's just the same person just running yin and yang stuff? Just keeping yeah, things it's balanced. Yeah, a bipolar entity. And so what, what, what he said to them to explain it, right? Because some people were like, hey, that's, look out, that's the devil. And some other people, these lost souls in the afterlife, were saying, hey, no, don't worry, God's here. And he, was, and he said, that's right, I own upstairs and downstairs. Create the illusion of competition, and it boosts morale. That Loved was it. actually brilliant. Yep. Now, it's tough to say brilliant in a film like this, but damn, it is. That was absolutely so fun to think of, like, what if, like, who knows what happens, you know? Is there nothing when we go? Is there, is there the pearly gates? Is there eternal damnation? Do you just become the grass, like Mufasa explained? You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> I love that. It's what he said, man. It's true. James Earl Jones what? explained to J- JTT. <laughs> One day, our bodies become the grass. The antelope eat the grass. And that's the great circle of life. Fuck it. <laughs> Give me a henya. Give me a henya. <laughs> a henya. <laughs> henya. 
<laughs> My God. These films are driving us mad. Um, I love it. And I love it. These these are these are gems, man. These are gems. Uh, you got to check it out for yourself to actually experience the madness that we're talking about. Uh, it, it's on the website, kingskill.com. You will not be disappointed, but it's obviously not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. Um, so they're, they're in hell. They're battling for the soul of Chelsea. We actually see the fuck Manicus, who's like a giant, evil, troll monster. He's disgusting. He, he stares down Ahab, who, like, vomits his intestines up, and he's rendered helpless. Um, Father John gets cut in, cut in half. Yeah. Um, other souls get stepped on. Everyone in the whole movie, they're all back. They're all being tortured. Um, it's, it's trials and tribulations. It's pain. It's, you know, it's, everyone has their own individual hells. They're battling this monster. Chelsea's dressed like Princess Leia. It, as if like the fuck man gets the job of the hut. Yeah. Total rip right there. It was definitely Some, a rip. Somehow they throw the syrup because remember Ahab makes syrup for whatever reason. He brought that it with him blind, to hell. <laughs> that blinds that blinds the fuck man gets he shrinks down to a baby status, kinda like it. <laughs> yeah. The remake of it. Come and on. then uh I absolutely love so many things about that story the novel the original the remake but like there's no possible way to end it well not in the book not in the original series oh we're talking not about in the it? Remake. yeah you just can't end it well yeah i don't think you could have made anybody happy it's too big it's just too the story the character is so successful pennywise is so big so epic so terrifying you just you can't defeat the monster under your bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't think the way I didn't like part two. I just didn't like it as much. It's decent, but obviously not I as good as the first one. I didn't part, dislike part one. it. This is what I like. So the first it's one, app, oh my long. god, it's like three hours of like what? It was Bill Hader making jokes. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would love to um, listen three hours so, Bill Hader making jokes. The first one made me so excited because King has had a terrible rap. I think King is a phenomenal author. When he's on point, there's few that can compare to to him writing horror, right? He's had a couple yeah. of misses, but the biggest detriment to King is his adaptations not under his control get thrown around insanely you know and that's not and his it fault it can't whole really help that yeah because like, people want to support king but if you haven't read the read the novels and you only exactly. watch the movie it's not fair and you shouldn't have to wa read a 600 page book to enjoy an hour-long film mm -hmm. you really shouldn't and it's it's he's got like sort of stick, but i got i'm surprised that didn't get turned into an actual movie instead of a tv movie it was a miniseries, right? Or a mini yeah, series, yeah. Like it was that. like part yeah. one, part two, part three. Or two parts or four parts. I don't know. It was always fucking on USA. And but it it does divide people because like I know people that don't like the mist. Which pisses me off. I'm like, I don't want to know you anymore. Because the <laughs> mist is amazing. It was but a sleeper gem. That came out. That was executed so well. Oh, yeah. I don't like the ending. I'm like, oh my god. So you want a fairy tale ending or like 
Rapunzel's just gonna come that out of That ending distance. is what made it so good. Yeah. That was that was that was the the, whole, the, the, the mist wouldn't the have been as draw. good without yeah. that ending. Let's not yeah. spoil that ending because boom, it's amazing. Boom, it's amazing. <laughs> you were you working on a catchphrase? <laughs> Are you trying to make up for that meme you started before? Oh shit! I can't. Didn't it? Oh my that. god, that was John Madden's uh, quote for his Tenactin commercials boom. for athletes. Yeah. Boom! Tenactin, Tenactin. <laughs> I don't know why John Madden sounds like Peter Griffin for no fucking reason. That was Looks awful. And sounds actually, good. it does kind of make sense, doesn't? Yeah, he's like a mix of John John Goodman and Peter Griffin. Yeah. Why did you say John Goodman as if there was other Goodmans you were trying to figure out? What other famous Goodmans? Huh. The way you said that, you're like John Goodman. John Goodman, you know John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was getting confused with Freddy. Like, <laughs> what the shit? Uh, they're in hell. They're battling for the soul. The fuck man gets destroys everyone, but he gets shrunken down to a baby. Chelsea steps on him. Everything's fine. Chelsea and Ahab, brother and sister, reunite and make out again. Again, what the shit? So it's not yeah, even they, the possessive they... thing. Mary's like, hey, Ahab, let's, like, get in love or be in love and shit together. That's he's like, no. sleazy Mary. Get it right. <laughs> sleazy Mary, yeah. We already had a fling in the past. Let's get back together. And he's like, no, my Those sister's way hotter. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, I thought that was just the possession. He's like, no. <laughs> they are literally everything. So that's gross. That's disgusting. Um, then Chelsea's, like... She does the winged world doodle doodle thing, and she's out, sparkles <laughs> up, and she's she's gone. Um, she goes back to the world because her soul was freed. They're like, well, how are we going to get back to the world? Because they all suicide pack to get to hell. So Ahab tries to shoot himself again, and that just hurts really bad because he's already in hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just bleeding and can't talk now. Uh, the the priest tries to wish himself back up pray himself yeah. up what if we have hope <laughs> and then it cuts back to them all at the table where they shot themselves no they're wow. they're dead just rotting that's away it. they're they're gone and that's the credits that's it i love that ending that's the film how do we get back and they're like hope 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 and then it slowly and it cut, yeah. It's just the slow the, fade. That that angle or like that perfect, you know, mid yeah. shot, just zooming out slowly of just them rotting and dead, with like blood all splattered on the walls and all that stuff yeah. from their gunshot. It just, and then there's just credits. Chelsea survives. Yeah. Probably the only one in the movie. I don't have a kill count for this because who died? Everyone. <laughs> I can't even let's, tell you, let's, and I don't want to I do a kill even, count for I tried, rape. I, I tried. Mean, oh, probably God. bad taste. Jesus. So bad, probably bad taste. This fucking film is bad taste. <laughs> so you, the whole, the whole. Go on. No, no, I'm excited. What's up? I was trying to figure out the kill count live, but I, I can't. No, I couldn't even find one. That's why I didn't do one. Um, what, what were we gonna say? The apartment building where they shot themselves in was called Gozer. 
which is Gozer from Blood Ghostbusters. That's what I thought. He's that's the yeah, that's Gozer the uh, entity trying to do that. Yeah. 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 Thought that was neat. I love when when Bill Murray is trying to talk to uh, um, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, um, uh, he's just trying to like she's possessed and like being like flirty but weird and he can't control her. He's like, "What the hell's going on with you? Like you're obviously under demonic possession or something." And he's like, "I would like to speak to Dana. Is Dana there?" <laughs> she's like, "There is no Dana, only Zool." And he's like. That's a lovely singing voice you have there. Uh. <laughs> My favorite part in Ghostbusters is strangely when oh Bill Murray again, he's he's doing like the cards with the two people, and the guy's always getting it wrong, and the he's lying. Yeah, he's lying the whole time he's just to lying with just the girl because like she's Love like it. hella attractive. Yeah, yeah. Every time I watch Ghostbusters, <laughs> the original Ghostbusters, or a star. it's it's funnier. And funnier and funnier. I more nuances. And you catch something. You more hidden jokes. Times and still get something. I still get new new jokes every time yeah. I watch Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is something. Man, um, we covered. We attempted to cover Poltergeist and give it lots of respect. I'm not sure what happened, but that was a damn fun episode. You can check it out at kingsandkill.com right now. Um, that's the kind of episodes we reserve for gems that we absolutely love. And one of these days, Ghostbusters is going to get one of those treats. Um, yes. So let's let's talk about this film, so to speak. Um, I love indie horror. It needs a lot of love. To make a movie like this for ten grand is absolutely insane. Obviously, a lot of people work for free. This was made from a fun place. It's going to be considered tasteless. It's going to be considered horrible. But there's still something necessary about films like this you know like you need it, it some shows wild anybody shit. can make a film like yeah and i mean it did win toronto after dark it won a film festival yeah it won some film festivals for uh directing sound editing uh some other things but it, it won multiple awards which was yeah. crazy uh, after you watch this movie you're like that won awards like yeah yeah the hell am i doing like it gives <laughs> people it gives hope it give, it does give hope yeah it's weird and it's and it's bad on purpose like this is shot as an 80s spoof this is honoring this is honoring the direct to vhs horror films that filled up rental places in the 80s and 90s that's what this is yeah and if if you love like say hobo with a shotgun Hammer of God, yes. Planet Terror, like we said, Machete. Purposeful. If you want any of those that don't take themselves seriously, and it's just over the top gore, kills. Purposeful. Just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Purposeful. Yeah. It's just purposeful. Comedic deaths. The plot doesn't make sense. And no, if you don't no. mind weird rape scenes that aren't supposed to Yikes. be there, but they are. Yikes! Yikes! Then this it's movie's for you. It's mayhem with a purpose is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is this is barely controlled chaos. Um, but it, it earns its right. And if you haven't checked it out, if you think this, this would be fun, if you have the stomach for it, you got to check it out. It's worth a visit. I guarantee you. Uh, so the kill count, it's tough to tell. People are getting killed off screen. A whole a whole uh, uh, strip club gets murdered. 
There's people already dead because we go to hell, we go to heaven. Who's to say? It's don't know. A lot of people. A lot of people. But what would you rate this? I would rate this three bullets for three dudes' head out of five. Poetry. I'm so Suicide glad you packed. went away from like anything <laughs> with biting dicks. But then again, you went for straight for suicide. <laughs> it was really tough to pick. Suicide or dicks. Mm. Uh, three is bullets this, for three dudes' head. Is this, hold on, is this something you struggle with on the daily, Stephen? It's, it's a, we'll make a Twitter poll on it, see where. I, <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> we do not need to make a poll about that. Oh, God. Um, so the, the pros of this film, um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious on purpose. The cons are, the edits are really rough. It's tasteless humor. It goes over the line. But is that on purpose? I think it is all on purpose, you know? It is so, to bring it back to, like, not cancel culture. You know, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Which I uh, think which I think in times where things can get so sensitive, like, you're going to get pushback like films like this. You're yeah. going to get insanity, you know? And that's just kind of the yin-yang of human nature, I think. Because you, you just get two opposing people pushing back Exactly. It gets ridiculous. But then again, the Kings kill. We are pretty ridiculous on this damn show. Um, they, uh, Twitter poll. Twitter poll. All right, so from episode 32, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, I rewatched that, by the way. Still the same thoughts. It's just okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've watched it three times now, and if you're a Conjuring fan, you're going to love it. If yep. if you respected the first Conjuring and the rest just got got taxing, it's it's okay. You're still going to watch it. It's definitely you know? watchable. Yeah, it's a watch. Um, all right, so I put on uh, which type of spirit have you personally had an experience with or which is your favorite type? Okay. And it was funnel ghost, orbs or balls of energy. Echo. So when you say funnel ghost, what do you mean? Um, you know what? I don't even know what the hell a funnel ghost is. I don't know what that I is. I know either. it's from Phasmophobia, and it's the one that scared the shit out of us. Um, Touche. Yeah, that's my experience. <laughs> uh, ecto what? or mist ghost, which you know, e like. Uh, Gozer, I guess, from or Slimer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last answer, I don't believe in them. No one picked. I don't believe in them. Ooh, interesting. And we have a three-way tie with all the other ones. God damn. So that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Well, this is kind of cool because uh, um, I mentioned, like, like I mentioned before, on your uh, stream when you stream as the unseen player on Twitch, uh, I was. I've spoken about there's some weird unexplained events that happened here at my house. Yes. It's it's alarming and and I've thought about maybe trying to film some stuff, some capture some stuff, getting some audio going and some friends in the chats were all about it and excited. We've started talking a little bit. We got some messages on social media, uh, which well if you guys aren't following us on social media, Instagram Kings of Kill podcast, Twitter K Kill podcast. We're on, we got a Facebook page, Kings of Kill, um, and of course, 
uh, Kings of Kill podcast at Gmail if you want to write to us. People are telling us they want to see if we can get some proof of these haunts. So that's going to come. Um, give us some time. We're going to deliver on that. Uh, and thank you so much for voting on Twitter. We appreciate that. Um, so some some horror news. I've got some good stuff. I'm not sure what Steven's gotten. Again, we don't speak before the show. Um, we just go live. I, I've heard... I, I got some stuff. I, well, I, I heard that uh, a remake is underfoot. We mentioned I Stephen King. I if you picked the same thing. <laughs> did we do it again? No, I, I don't week, think I did any remakes. Last last week, we did the same... Uh, um, we had the same horror news again. It just we go live and see what happens. They're remaking Christine. Oh. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And they trying news to, make, to me. And they're trying to make it. Uh, who are you? Where did you go? I'm a fan of the show. Almost Mr. Burns right there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they're gonna re- remake Christine. They want to make sure it's it's loyal to the to the novel. Um. Yeah, sounds sounds promising. Okay. Christine is a good idea, but it wasn't executed that well to me. The uh, came out was it 80s or early 90s? Christine came out. I, I want to say right in the middle of that. Yeah. So uh, it's like the best way to agree. <laughs> was it this I'm time? So good time? At it, is, it is equally both. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Shake hands. Yes, sir. Aha! Fucking A. I... Yeah, what, what do you got? Um, so, July 16th, mm-hmm. in theaters, Nick Cage is back. And he is in a revenge thriller called Pig. I'm so excited. Any details? Wait, this year? This year. I haven't heard of it at all. There's, there's a poster and everything out. Wow. Um, there is a trailer that I did not watch yet. And, oh, it's not out yet until Thursday. So the premise or the plot is Nick Cage is a reclusive truffle hunter in Oregon whose prize hunting pig is kidnapped, forcing him to return to old stomping grounds in Portland to confront his past. So we will see what happens there. Do you know what's amazing about that? Uh, I'm always down for the cage rage, but uh, next week's request falls directly in line with that news. Really? Really? (laughs) The cage rage is coming back to the Kings of Kill. Next week, we're reviewing Mom and Dad. Oh, yes. We've covered Mother's awesome Day. movie. Now we got Father's Day, and it just so happens it's the next request in line. That's all we do. We go right down the line, folks. Mom and Dad, Nick Cage. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> it is right up our alley, and a, and a little more user-friendly than Father's Day. It but, is. Uh, oh, yeah. before we go, yeah. a funnel ghost... <laughs> You just often, looked it up. All right. I did. It's often spotted in homes or old historical buildings, and it's like a a swirling funnel or a vortex that you can kind of see in a cold spot. So when you see your breath, it's probably a funnel ghost, and it's usually a loved one returning for a visit. So 
That's what oh, so it is. So and you're often saying caught in photographs or on video. So you're saying when it's suddenly cold and you see your breath, it's probably a funnel ghost. Not every time you see your breath. Yeah, or when you take funnel pictures breath. and you see like a little kid in the or like a little dude. I'm whatever. fascinated by by it's this usually stuff. A I'm ghost. not. I'm not saying that I believe. I'm saying that I want to believe. I love paranormal. I okay, love strange things. <laughs> X-Files was epic, man. Come on. I'm actually going through the whole series right now. I'm on a I season two. I absolutely love X-Files. It's fantastic. It's something that I watch as a kid. I sneak out my hallway and stare yeah, out the big screen. You watch, really loved we, it. We watched, what is it? It's like Malcolm in the Middle, then it was Simpsons, and then after Simpsons... Yeah, the Fox the hits. Fox lineup on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. ten o'clock hit. Yeah. X Files. It was so yeah. good. And then Alec McBeal. And, <laughs> I and that just ruined it. And then Let's go you home. Just, <laughs> then you just toss the TV. Oh man, mad, kick you out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but hey, we had a lot of fun here. I this was this was a wild episode. Uh, it was a wild film, but we absolutely love doing this. Thank you all so much for requesting these films. Uh, keep them coming. Kingskill.com. You can quest episodes just like this one. You can find links to all of our social media. You can find movies, merch, more, tons of ways to support the show. The best way you can support the show, easiest way, just listen and share. We appreciate you all. Happy Father's Day. Hopefully you enjoyed this insane Father's Day special. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we are the Kings of Kill. <laughs>